Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Make sure we get our uh, 
get some things in order. And we want to make sure that we join a, a book of Deuteronomy, something that had taken place in the book of Deuteronomy. And this is why we broadcast. And we never knew that this internet was going to come out like this and be so big and be so helpful to the children of Israel all around the whole known world. We everywhere. And we can uh, most definitely put a, put a scripture on the table right now. Um, let's see what we want. Now, we want to make sure that we uh, go to the book of Amos chapter 9, verse 9. And um, there's something that was said uh, out of Amos and Sarah. Because this is one of the reasons why we broadcast on all over the whole known world trying to reach out to the 12 tribes of Israel. Because we most definitely, we pro 12 tribes of Israel, pro uh, tribe Yada. And we know we got to reach out to the uh, tribe Yada because they got a big job to do. So um, let's see what he has to say in the book of Amos. Chapter 9. I want to read verse number 9. Let's see what he said right there. He says, for lo. I will command and I will sift the family of Israel among all nations, like as corn is sifted in, um, in a seed. Yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. So, you know, we got to go out there and we got to uh, take care of this business right here. Because we were commanded in the um, book of Matthew. It was something that Yahweh the son said. Uh, let me see what I want out of Matthew. Something Yahweh the book of Matthew and he's in that last chapter over there. And he told him, he said, in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, he said, chapter 28, I'm going to pick it up at verse number 18. And Yahweh the Son came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19, Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Righteous Spirit. Verse 20, what do you got to teach them? Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Hallelujah. 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 All nations. But the thing about it is, we want to make sure we got a clear understanding about when Yahweh the Son says something like that, because we know the 12 tribes of Israel was in all nations, and we was commanded to go get go gather and teach them this word. But Yahweh the Son, when he says something out of his mouth, he uh, he's talking about go teach all nations in a, uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse 24. That's all nations he's talking about, because Yahweh the Son said uh, out of his own mouth, he said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 24, but he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the family of Israel. So we got to make sure we got to uh, reach out to the 12 tribes of Israel, definitely the tribe of Yadda Judah, that's in all nations on the whole planet Earth. So wherever you at inside of the whole known world, just know that we're talking to you, 12 tribes of Israel. So that's why we got this Facebook going on. We want you to reach out and listen to Voices of the True Israel Life coming in the name of Yahweh the Son to Yahweh the Father. And we want to make sure that you get this message that we are uh, tribe of Yahweh Judah. Got a job to do. So um, tune in to Facebook at V-O-T-T-Y. You can catch any one of the previous broadcasts that has been placed on the show. You can catch any one of the live events that we had before. Um, and also you can tune in to um, YouTube. 
we know everybody likes to listen to YouTube, get their rap music going on, and, and get their workout going on. But how about we work that muscle in that mind? Let's get that mind right in, in uh, 12 tribes of Israel. Definitely tribe of Yad Judah, that lawgiver. How about you go ahead and pull up some of that YouTube at uh, B-O-T-T-Y, tribe, Y-A-D-A. And you're tuning in to the blog talk, tell a friend. Pass the message on. Tell them that you done heard voice of the true Israel life. So, uh, and, and they got a message from Yahweh the Son uh, 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 to, for you to get gathered, to gather you back together. So, uh, like we said, we got a job to do. And it's a big job to Israel. And, you know, we go, we go do our part. That's one thing we can say. Voice of the true Israel life in the sixth and the camp. We go do our part and we are... Uh, Make sure we all about taking care of that business. So when we look at the book of um, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 27, it was something that was stated there. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse uh, 1, he says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, into the laws and into the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Yahweh of your father giveth you. Verse 27. And the Yahweh shall scatter you among the nations, and you shall be left few in number among the heathen, the 17 nations, whether the Yahweh still leads you. So we talking to the ones that's been scattered all around the whole known world. And that's what we um that's what we come in for every day to make sure that we reach out to you to bring you back this truth because um a lot a lot of things that happen to us over the course of time. I'm gonna read one more verse and I'm gonna uh, get ready to hand it back over to Sis Rare C. Roy. I just wanna make sure we can understand what these days are for, why we are uh, getting started on these YouTube pages, these Facebook pages, the blog talk, uh, uh the pal talk, we get the Twitter going, we can get everything going. You know, they are, uh, uh, the more people come in, whatever you can do, get in where you fit in. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 16, he says something in verse 13 down to 16. He says, six, uh, 13, read. Therefore, when I cast you out of this land into a land that you know not, neither you nor your father, and there shall you serve both Yahweh day and night, where I will not show you favor. Verse 14. Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Yahweh, that it shall no more be said that Yahweh liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Verse 15. But the Yahweh lived that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from the lands where he had driven them. And I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Verse 16. Behold, I will send for many fishers, says the Yahweh, and they shall fish them. And after, where I send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill out of the holes of the rock. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. You know what you say, Israel, see, Lord, Travel, Yahweh, All right, that's excellent, young man. That's excellent. And, um, so it's clear we got a job to do, and he makes it plain. So 
Before we get to Luke 12, 12, what do it say in 94, 16? Now, give me piggyback off of one of your statements that you made. In 94, 16, what it says in the book of Psalms, that young man? The book of Psalms. We're going to 94, verse number 16. The book of Psalms, chapter 94. Verse 16 reads, Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of sin? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to do it. We're going to stand up. You know, our elders finally, finally came on stage, so let's bring our elders in and go to question. Who's going to rise up? Who's going to step to the plate? You know, who's going who to do it? That's what he want to know. When he's throwing these things out, when questions out, he want to know who's going to do it. So maybe our elder can tell us something when we bring him in to uh, take in the black and beautiful children of Israel and, and spread the books out to the elder and spread the books out in grand style. So, elder, the elder tells, tribe of Yadah Judah, I will see your Israel. Yaqwa bless you, see Israel will see you well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you know, young Lionel, he laid a little foundation down. And so, you know, like you said, a wise man would add on to it. So he done done his part on add. And laid it down. So now we know the old elder is a wise man. So we just gonna run back and and listen to you add on to what he just laid out there. Take the time, the elder. That's why I be with you. We all is you on the clock. Come on, take ten. Well, well once again, Yahweh bless you, Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. Well, I may have gotten a little late because my hands is all over the place trying to do things, which is that of Righteousness. So I might be a little late getting into the broadcast, but I am on time and according to instruction. Because when we're trying to do things, we wonder how we can get this word out to the people the correct way. You know, because we can give them a verse, but you have to expound on their understanding in order to get them where they should be. And this brings me to maybe throw another verse in there, Second Timothy 3.16 where it said that all scripture is given by inspiration of Yahweh, profitable for doctrine, for reproof and correction, for instruction and righteousness. Now, you'll do this on your job. Yep, you get the right information to do on your job, you're going to prosper because you're following righteous instruction. So when you do it in the Bible and follow proper instructions, you're going to find that leadway to Yahweh is righteous. And those that try to do certain things in the name of Yahweh, you will be able to proceed in that. But he's not going to give it just because you asked it. He wants you to work for it, to receive it. Oh, I want to do like the elder. I want to be able to fix what he fixes and understand what he stands for. You have to put the work in. And when you put the work in, well, will give you that understanding where you'll be able to provide and do those things. And that makes me think, 
about a lot of Bible verses. I told a wise man this morning, I woke up kind of late thinking of a Bible verse, and I was trying to find it where I could speak to him about, about that. And it's on the same topic that we're talking on right now. So sometimes you can go to, to sleep with a problem matter, and you'll wake up with resolve in hand because you know before you went to sleep, you did all that which was, as the seer says, good. Now, the main thing about this whole conversation, the main thing, look what it tells us in Proverbs chapter 16, looking at just the verses of 20 to 22. When it says, those who listen to instructions will prosper. Those who trust in Yahweh will be joyful. You see that? 21, the wise are known for their understanding and pleasant words are persuasive. 22, discretion is a life-giving foundation to those who possess it, but discipline is wasted on fools. Well, we never know if you're talking to uh, a foolish person or unlearned because they both have similar traits. But as you start to teach them, you'll find one will prosper, prosper while the other one stays in the same place. And this is, uh, like I said before, most of the things that we do in normal life is explained in Bible scripture. I could go on and on about that, but we only have a talk about these things for over three hours about the things we do. And after I explain it, turn around and back it up with a Bible verse. But this is where we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, Christianity, and loud bump the drums. Because some people are giving you instructions they think is right and all over the place. But to give you the right instruction, we welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaqua's ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost, about Yaqua's word, because this is the way. Learning how to connect the books. Your health. Foods you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. All this is done because you have not. Say each and every time, you have to look no further because you found that now in the voices of the true Israelite. Proper instruction, proper word, which is righteous to speak according to the Bible, which they say is doctrine. And this information is open from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. And we do have those. The top part of the Sabbath is Friday. The current time in that class is from 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until our temple members desire to leave. Which reminds me, we had an exciting Sabbath this past Sabbath day. We had the author Lee Cummings to give us a righteous visit and even give us a few words of his creation. That desire that the temple members had left at a later time. But now, we do have a website address. To use this, open up any search engine. And right on that search line, type tribeyadav.com. After you click enter, just on the big layer, you'll see choices. And one will be times and all. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, any other device, you may see menu. But after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the times and offerings. In doing so, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7. Verse number eight. Seven says, Give unto the Yahweh, your tenders of the people. 
Give unto the aqua glory and strength. Eight. Give unto the aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the scriptures read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. And once again, read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8 and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you Bethesda's Yahweh live. Also, for doing a lot of temple work, which we currently have a hand in doing that now. And then, after we finish that temple work, we're building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of. Hallelujah. Also, while there, take notice that we do have a calendar. The calendar is there to keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We even have a live program. This is another feature that's only available during our live broadcast time. To, I guess, receive the benefits of that, type in three words on your search one, Aqua Radio Live. And you can pick that up on your cell phone or computer. Just choose the Voices of the Trizolites tribe of Zabda. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. Now, we also have a few numbers you can call with the Aquan line. The first being a live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other phone number is 224-600-5579. This is our international number. I'll leave a message on scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by anyone with 69 accounts at the Aquan's ministry. But now I find myself saying that. Do not call this number trying to teach. As a reminder, I'll have to let you know you'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a dull tone. But nevertheless, you can also inquire about our 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. Now, on another continuing reminding note, we'd like to ask that you please do not contact the seer your email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, announcing many memos, and now even in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. And I can even bear witness to that. They're even after me now. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back. Unless you call trying to teach, you will only hear the discouraging downtime. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our today's program, you can catch the entire show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. That program time will be repeated after 10.30. Just enter three words, Aqua Radio Live. And as you click enter, look for Voices of the Truizelites, try to get job. Just choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day on that list that you would like to listen. Now, one interesting note, we're also doing a normal broad talk broadcast. We're also simultaneously transmitting on Teltalk. Teltalk can be picked up by your phone, tablet, or computer, and just now recently, your smartwatch. 
Just make sure you download the Peloton app. It will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yadda. The final room will hold 50 or more listening participants. This is where Yaqua's word will also be working for your Bible education. And online there, we discuss the on-the-table topics we had during the program with the elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the seer Israel riding a shotgun. And we'll be taking no comments off topic during that time for any more than two text questions counted. And the talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Pell Talk. Doc will be with you all. But as a reminding note, part of learning is that we are given the scriptures to speak by the seer. Be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yaqua flow smoothly. Remember that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yaqua. And doesn't that sound familiar? I guess you will probably hear it later. Have big ears and little mouth, and we will find the correct way to go. Pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, All right, there, yeah, yeah, uh, yo, hallelujah, one on that. And uh, kind of spread the books out of my back. You said, Yahweh loves the cheerful giver. That's a great thing. That was a great statement you made. So I think we're going to take a little precept and look at that. So, see, can you have me that um, 817 of Proverbs going on after Brother Micaiah look at Luke? Chapter 12, verse 12, young line, Brother Micaiah. Can you take a look at that um, Luke? Chapter 12, verse 12, young line, take take 10. It's time to roar now. You're on the clock. All right. The book of Luke, 12 read. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you are to say. Uh, have me that 118 to 32, waiting on me in a room young line. So um, the other made a final statement pertaining to Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. So we want to investigate a little bit of that. We've got a lot of time. And Elton, the wisest man in the world, made a statement behind that. And in 8 verse 17, Elder, Mr. Kill. What do you say is in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, behind that hill? El, Mr. Tibbs, Israel. What do you say we can read in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17? Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early, Shall find Ah, uh, so he, he so he do love a, a cheerful giver, but he said he loved them that love him. So that's a great thing. So he loved them that love them. So he had a precept next to um, fourteen, Saint John chapter fourteen, fourteen through sixteen and twenty six. Let's see what we can read. We'll make it 21, 21 and 26. Let's look at St. John chapter 14, verse 14, 15, 21, and 26. Elder, Mr. Israel, 
Let's take a look, look at this good old love. Because he loves this. We'll make sure that you understand the love that he has is not what you call. I mean, it's a condition to his love. So we need to make sure we clear around the national audience over 900,000 strong. There is a condition to his love. And Elder get ready to read in St. John chapter 14, verse 14, 15, down to 16. 14 and 16, 21 and 26. Elder, you on the clock, come up. In the book of St. John. Okay, looks like we'll get out of there. We should have been right on point when the seal was talking. In the book of St. John, looking at chapter 14, reading uh, verses, verses 14, 15, and 16, and 21, and verse 26. So in the book of chapter 14, looking at verse number 14, it says, if you should ask me anything in my name, I will do it. 15. If you love me, keep my commandments or Torah instructions. 16. And I will pray the Father, and the Father, he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse number 21. It says, And he that keep my commandments or Torah instructions, keep them. He is that loveth me, and he that loved me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Verse number 26. 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the righteous spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Mm-hmm. So this law, this law got a a condition to it, and a elder, Mister Till. Uh, yeah, he do he do love a cheerful giver, but this law got a condition to it. What kind of condition you got to it, uh, elder? According to what you just got to read, what kind of condition he have with this love? He loves them that love him, and and Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. So what kind of love can we put on this national audience over 900,000 strong on the international side? So we can be clear this love is a condition to having this love. And what is that, Elder? Take your time. Come on. Well, number one, it says he that keepeth his sins, which follows the uh, commandments. So the Torah instruction, keep his condition and follow the instructions to show that you love him. And after that, he will teach you all things and bring those things to remembrance, the things he said of you. So that means that mean you got to do something. That's what he said. He said, that means you got to do something to get this love that he got for you. That means he's going to measure you up on you doing something. So in First Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 9, Dale, and then we go into the young line, and so it's time to put things in. So in First Corinthians, there, Elder, Mr. Tibbs, Israel, because you don't want to make that profound statement out based upon this love, he loved a cheerful giver. But you want to make sure that you 
you just your love is righteous love. Not that you're doing something physically, but really spiritually your mind is somewhere else. So now in first question chapter six there, Elder. We're gonna pick it up round by verse number. I wanna pick it up in verse number six down to verse nine. Get those three out no, kick down to verse ten. Take the time and look at first Corinthians chapter six, verse six down to verse ten. Let's see what's going on that we can read. Come on. In the book of First Corinthians. Chapter 6, reading verses from 6 to verse number 10. 6 says, But brother, go to law with brother and before the unbelievers. 7. Now therefore, there is an utterly at fault among you, because you go to the law one with another. Why do you not rather take one? I do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Yea, you do wrong and defraud, and that you do and that your brother. Nine. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of Yahweh? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor idols, or nor adulterers, nor effeminate, or abusers of themselves with mankind. 10. Nor thieves, or converters, or drunkards, or relievers, nor revilers, nor exhorters shall inherit the kingdom of Yahweh. Hmm. So, Elder, for the national audience over 900,000 strong, because you dropped a statement based upon Yahweh love or cheerful gift, and that is true. But also, his love can go in no direction according to what you just got to read. Although you can be a cheerful giver, but all these factors got to be on the table. And like the word is called, afecto munoz. So afecto munoz got to be on the table, and you just got to read it from Corinthians 1st Corinthians 6. Verse 6 down to verse 10. Now, for the national audience, Elder Mr. T of Israel is going to expound on if these things, and I'm very curious about the end of it, saying if you match up with any of this right here, your outcome is zero is getting to the kingdom of Yahweh. So now, Errol, take the time to found first question six, six down to verse 10. You're on the clock. Come on. Once again, Yaqua, bless you. See, Israel, sometimes when you're trying to reach out and explain things, you have to bring those words which are going to be understandable to the average ear. The main thing is when you do something, to make sure that you do it in the right way. Don't do it for the wrong reason that you would suffer uh, misuse or deception. When you do something, do it for the right reason so that you're blessed 
to Yahweh. Don't do it against mankind or abuse your doings, but do it with the right frame of mind, and you shall inherit the kingdom of Yahweh using the right uh, frame of mind. But suppose you do not. But suppose your motive, if you're not doing it with the right motive, what are you, what are you going to inherit? The opposite of the kingdom of Yahweh. What is the opposite of the kingdom of Yahweh? So be clear, if you do these things, you will get to the kingdom of Yahweh. But what is the opposite of the kingdom of Yahweh? Yahweh the hell? Well, those are the things that I hate to think of, and I think the average person does too. If you don't get to the kingdom of Yahweh, you might as well put you in a red suit and uh, start shoveling coal in the kingdom of hell. All right, so let's get a precept on that, our uh, young line. So now we're going to 118, down to verse 32. We're going and see if we can get a precept on that, elder. I mean, uh, young line. Y'all lying on stage, and we're going to precept that, but we can be clear of that. He's saying now, if you got these spirits on you, he said these spirits right here will keep you, and no wise you get to the kingdom. So if you got to examine yourself, if any of these spirits is on you, where you trying to get to, you're not going to make it, because he said in verse 9 that, Yahweh, do not be deceived, because Yahweh is not mar. You holding yourself out of the kingdom of the Almighty, and time is not in no one's favor, according to St. John 7, verse 6. So you got to give it all you got to make sure that everything we just got to read by the elder in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 6 down to verse 10, it do not apply to you. Because if it applies to you, there's no way you get into the kingdom. So we will be clear, especially to the 900,000 plus on the international side. So young line in 118 down to verse 32. Now take your time, young line, and I'll bring some audio and bring your A game. Let's get a precept of what the hell just got to read. Come on. The Book of Romans, chapter 1. Verse 18 down to verse number 32. The book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 18 reads, For the wrath of Yahweh is revealed from heaven against all unyahwaliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Verse 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh have showed it unto them. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Yahweh here, so that they are without excuse. 21. Because that, when they knew Yahweh, they glorified him not as Yahweh, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish mind was darkened. Verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, 
they became fools. 23. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible Yahweh into an image made like to the corruptible man, into birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Verse 24. Wherefore, Yahweh also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own mind, honor their own body between themselves. Verse 25. Who changed the truth of Yahweh into a lie? And worship and serve the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Hallelujah, 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 Verse 26. For this cause, Yahweh gave them up unto veiled affection. Foul affection. Foul affection. Yeah. For for even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. 27. And likewise, also, the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burnt in their lust one towards another, man with man, working that which is unseen, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was me. 28. And even as they did not like to retain Yahweh in their knowledge, Yahweh gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. 29. All unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, Covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, thirst, backbiting, haters of Yahweh, despiteful, proud, boasting, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. 31. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, Implacable, unmerciful. Verse 32. Who knowing the judgment of Yahweh, <coughs> that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only well, do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Well, I mean, they, you have pleasure with it, that means you socialize it. You know. The spirit is on that individual, and you socialize with a person got them kind of spirits in there. He said, I'm going to get them because they got the pleasure in it because they said a death, a death look. So read, read that verse 32 again. This is real good what he's saying. So he's making a statement right here because those are say, well, it ain't me. That's just my. Uh, that's just my buddy. My buddy is like that. Look what he says about your buddy is like that. Oh, that ain't me. You know, I'm a. I'm a straight shooter. But then he says something in the spirit and raised from the wound and 
and, and 132 there, young man. What do you say again that we can read in 132? The book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 32. Verse 32 reads, Who knoweth the judgment of Yahweh, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. He said, I'm going to get the day, but I'm going to get the one that turned to death here on that kind of environment. That's what he just said. He said, yeah, well, you said, well, that ain't me. That's just one of my buddies. Okay, good. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take care of your buddy, but I'm also going to take care of you, too. Hey, hey, Elder, Mr. Tears, you want to expound on that, Elder? Well, I think that what you're trying to say, if you're all walking together and you walk with uh, mud, mud's going to be on your shoes, too, besides this. No way you can get without the mud if you're walking in the same area. Uh, well, 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 we can we can make a little more plainer by using scripture there, Elder. So, what do we say in okay. um, Amos chapter three, verse three? Let's see if we can put a scripture on that, Elder. Let's see if we can put a scripture on that three, verse three, Amos three, three. Okay, we did that just with uh, explanation, not a verse, but now we can put a verse on. It. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Yeah. Read again, Elder. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Uh Uh-huh. So he's saying, can two walk together unless they agree? That means you got no problem with what he just said. So remember they got a city called, they had a city called Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you're not reading at all, and Yahweh destroyed that city, that even today they can't find out where it was at, but they know it somewhere. That's called plucked up by the root. So, so the way Yahweh said it's plucked up by the root. Hey, you ought to preach up on that. Let's run to Titus, the book of Titus there, you We don't know why we're down, why we down this road, but we might well take a little, little, peep, little peep at it. So in Titus chapter 1, verse number 13 down to verse 16. Let's see what we get out of, out of this, you because sometimes we got we got we got to understand one thing: if Yahweh create a people for His good, that means you have to walk the way He tell you to walk. If you find out you was created for one reason, but you're doing something totally different. So in Titus chapter one, verse thirteen down to verse sixteen, can y'all so see how else? What is that we can read in Titus one, thirteen down to verse sixteen? Okay, in the book of Titus, chapter 1, reading 13, 16, 13 says, This witness is true, wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith. 
14, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. 15, unto the pure all things are pure, but to them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind is concise, is defiled. 16. They profess that they know Yahweh, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. What that mean, Elder? Elder, how about enlightening the national audience on what that means? 13 to 16 in 1 Timothy chapter 1, 13. Enlighten the national audience over 900,000 strong on what you just got to read. 13 down to verse 16. Well, like I say, sometimes you have to reach out and give that understanding that you have, which may not be what other people want to hear. You have to give it the best way you can. But if you're reading this, and I got from this, you don't want to do things that you know is not right and not pure because uh, that's not true unto Yahweh. If you're going to say you're doing good and know that you're not doing good works, you're making a mockery of Yahweh. Previous verse we spoke of. Okay. I can live a little bit of that. I ain't got no problem with that. But then, uh, give me give me Nehemiah two ten. Let's see what happened in Nehemiah two ten. Then we gonna kind of make a little adjustment. But see, all that coming out of one verse. <laughs> you said Yahweh loves a cheerful giver, and uh, and he loves a cheerful giver. But now we find out what he don't love. So he found out that he that he don't love. So we clear. That if you, especially if you plan on being, hey, young lion, have me, James 4, 4, down in verse 8, had that waiting on me, James 4, 4, in verse 8. So we find out that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver, but in certain things he don't like. And we just got to read what he don't like. And he used the example with Sodom and Gomorrah. And and he removed Sodom and Gomorrah, where we, if you look for Sodom and Gomorrah today, you still can't find it. That's how he sucked that up by the hook. So Yahweh got all examples about what he loves and what he don't love. Sure, he loves a cheerful giver. But being a cheerful giver, and ignore and pay what we just got to read for the last 30 minutes, no, never mind, it's going to get you in a position that you don't want to be in, according to the first hour on tape number two. So now, Aaron McTill, Israel, and Nehemiah 2.10, can you help us see out in 2.10 what it's saying? Yes, sir. Can I read that verse, Brother Seer, or can I give an example and then read that verse? Well, it's on you, Earl. Hey, 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 Earl. You, you ain't Earl just be kind of tied over your head by Earl. That means Earl <laughs> got something to say. You come on, bring it on out. Okay. 
Hallelujah. Well, well, a perfect example of that verse is that you get somebody in the temple of Yahweh, and they say, I make a whole lot of money. They'd be described and have everybody to look for them for deceptive reasons. And I'm going to go to the tithes and offering box, and I'm going to put a big donation in the box where we can get stuff fixed around the temple. And this is the truth. It's not a lie. And then you hear the donations. Oh, that sounds pretty impressive. But when you count it, it's all the $3.32. So that's kind of like a deceptive indication of what you're going to do. So now reading that verse, I hope everybody got something from that. Because you don't want to be deceptive toward Yahweh, you mock him. So now I'll read that verse, Micah chapter 2, verse number 10, I think you said. 10 says, Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you, even with a sword of destruction. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that, that, that's good. That'll go with it. But I said, if I said Michael, now give me Nehemiah 2.10. Now give me Nehemiah 2.10 behind me. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, Nehemiah 2 verse 10. In the book of Nehemiah, 2, verse 10. Okay. Nehemiah, 2, verse 10 says, Sanballat, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the servant, and the Amorites heard of it, grieved them, exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Ah, so that's the other nations, El. Now, they is very grieved that if the ministry now is bringing out things and aware of getting the children of Israel aware that the reason why we're in this condition today is because we have been taught wrong. And they don't use deceptive practice on the children of Israel and they prospered in using deceptive practice on the children of Israel. So they grieve that it comes a ministry now that can put the children of Israel, according to the Bible, back on their feet. That but they got to do one thing. They got to listen. Because now we clear he do love a cheerful forgiver. But being a cheerful giver, your mind got to be right. You got to know what reason you being a cheerful giver that what we just read for the first hour do not apply to you. Because he made it plain, a young lion, he made it plain in 32.23 of the book of Numbers. See, that's how the right spirit operates. Yeah, Siri, you're doing a whole lot of talking on here. But why don't you throw Numbers 32, 23 in there and then on that a little bit. Hey, Brother Micaiah, Israel, young, roaring lion. What do Numbers 32, 23 say? All right. We're going over there to the book of Numbers. We're going to chapter 32, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 23. The book of Numbers, chapter 32. We're going to pick it up at verse 23. 
verse 23 reads, But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Yahweh, and be sure your sin will find you out. He said, now, one thing about it, make sure your motive's right. Your motive that you're doing, what you're doing is right. Because if you're doing something and you want to always have it where do you, uh, bring, bring back your memory, do you remember? Do you remember when I, you know, if that's the spirit that you're doing something to bring back a do you remember? Now, I mean, once, once the heat you turned up a little bit. Is there yet another one? You talking? You got something to say, Yellow? Hey, Yellow. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes when you got your computer on, you can look up uh, examples of what's being said, and you can find that which is uh, true. And I was sort of murmuring that and went over the program, so I figured I might as well expound on it, but I do apologize for being boastless. Okay, well, well, it's all right. I mean, I mean, you all right? I, I just, I thought maybe you know, that 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 maybe somebody at um the big station had cut me off, and that's the reason you was in there. But um, you make me plan with me there, yo. So you make no, me very do plain. Like, do like I said. A wise man add unto what a wise man say, and they make the prudence unto it. All wisdom comes from Yahweh, and is with him forever. All wisdom comes from Yahweh, and is with him forever. There is one wise and greatly to be revered, Yahweh, sitting upon his throne. The reverence of Yahweh makes a glad heart. It gives joy, gladness, I had you to check on once before. before. It shall go well to the end for he who reveres Yahweh. It don't work like that. You can't shake it and make it work. It's not working. Okay, you didn't notice it. That's why I said that. Yahweh is the one who reveres Yahweh. Let me go in the back. Yahweh is the one who reveres Yahweh. Yahweh is the one who reveres Yahweh. Yahweh is the one who reveres Yahweh. Do not be a hypocrite in the sight of men, to take heed to speak. Do not come in truth to the reverence of Yahweh, for your heart is full of deceit. Now, I, I don't know if I'm getting some feedback or something, but it seems like to me I'm hearing another voice in the background, unless, uh, you know, the, the big stations have, have played two, three, Something at the same time, but now I might be. Hear me out there, young line. Um, can you? We know you. You observe a lot of things in young line. Can you tell us what's going on right now? Because I'm hearing delay, delay voices in the background. Help me out, figure out on on is he just hearing something? Now come on, that young line. Yeah, we got a little uh, a little echo going on in the background. 
we're coming in and out, though, but nothing uh, too major. We still can hear you loud and clear. Well, the elder had to say it sure wasn't the elder this time because I admit that when I have doings of uh, attempted correction. It wasn't me. That was actually somebody talking on something that uh, maybe we don't need to hear. Oh, yeah, well. All right, we have um, well, laid a, a lot of good groundwork down. Now, now we want to take a look at a few things. Hey, oh, I mean, y'all, y'all mind, did you have me in that James 4, 4 down at verse 8? Did you have that waiting on me there, young lion? Yeah, whenever you ready, let's go. Let's do it. We're All ready. Right. All right. We're going, to, we're going to, now, to, about to read James chapter 4. We're going to read verse 4 down to verse number 8. The book of James, chapter 4, verse 4, reads, You adulterous and adulterous, know you not that the friendship of the world is enemy with Yahweh. Whosoever, therefore, would be friend of the world is the enemy of Yahweh. Verse 5, Do you think that the scripture says in vain, spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? Verse 6, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he says, Yahweh resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Verse 7. The Mitchell says, therefore, to Yahweh, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8. Draw nigh to Yahweh, and, be, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sin, and purify your mind, you double-minded. So he's saying now if now if you are friendship to this world, according to you get into the kingdom, if you are friendship to this world, because he got what we saying, he got rules and regulations. He got things that you do and things that you don't do. So he says, make sure you not what kind of mind there, young man? And be you double minded. So what you don't want to be is double minded. So they're saying that if you are friendship, if you have friendship to this world, you know, past where you put that second to Yahweh, what do the Almighty feel about that? What that make you to him according to what his brother just said? Enemy of Yahweh. If you what? If you will be friends of the world, is the enemy of Yahweh. Oh, that's what his brother said, huh? So precept that to First John chapter three, verse fifteen down to verse seventeen. Let's get a precept on that. Maybe a precept can help us out a little bit. In First John on the right side of the book, chapter three, verse fifteen down to verse seventeen. Let's get a precept out of that. Y'all lying? All right. We're going over to the book of First John, chapter 3. We're going to pick it up at verse 15 down to verse 17. The book of First John, chapter 3, verse 15 reads, Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Verse, whereby perceive we the love of Yahweh. 
because he laid down his life for us. And we are to lay down our lives for your for the brother. Verse seventeen. Whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of Yahweh in him? You know, that's not a big talk. Now, you know, I don't know why we on this field, but that's all come from piggybacking off of the elder saying what he read that the Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. But you got to have your mind right. You got to be focusing are you doing the right thing or are you trying to cook another way? So make sure you're doing the right thing. Now, is you, is you holding anything for those here that young line? I just got done. Uh, last thing I read was uh, James, and that was it. James and John. Okay. So we all good. Okay. So we all good to move forward. Okay. All right. Let's um, let's look at something, young line. Let's look at the revelation. We're going to end time prophecy. Let's look at something in Revelation end time prophecy. We get some, we're going to 13 verse 1. And we're going to do a little end time prophecy. I'm going somewhere, but I don't know where I'm going, but we're going to get there. I'm going somewhere, but some things I got to take care of on the way of taking care of the plan. Let's see what we'll quote the dread in Revelation 13. Let's look at one down to verse number seven. But I, I want to cut in around by verse three and expound on something. Revelation 13, let's pick up at verse number one. What does it say, young man? All right. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, picking up at verse one. Verse one reads, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. And upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. Verse Hold that point right there. Hold that point. Right, right there. Hey, 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 hold on, Mr. What is this beast we're talking about in the regular book of Ecclesiastes 318? So he said he, a beast, he's seen a beast rise up. So, Elder. in the regular book 18 says I said in mine heart of mine concerning the estate of the sons of men that Yahweh might manifest them and that they might see themselves are beasts so, okay so when, so when a young lion read in 3.13.1 he said he saw a beast rise up and so what is he talking about there? Uh, anybody else don't see out? What are you talking about that um, have rise up? What are you talking about? According to 318 mm-hmm. of his 
Anyone in the young mind, what are you talking about? Evil men. Evil men or women. Oh, evil, evil men. men so, or women. Oh, good. So he, he, oh, he, he informing John that a day is coming that evil men and women still lift up their heads. They're good. Now, verse 2. Now, let's take care of verse 2 there, young man. What is that in verse 2? So now we got, so now when we read 3 1, we know he's talking about some evil men and prophecy in John's days. Uh, evil men and evil women go raise their head up. Verse 2. 13 2. All right. The book of Revelation. Chapter 13. Picking up that verse so number 2. 13, verse 2. Book of Revelation, chapter 13, picking up at verse number 2. Let's two read. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard. Hey, Elder, can you hear? Is you hearing good, Elder? Oh, hallelujah. Well, I can hear pretty good. Uh, which yeah. verse are you giving? You giving Revelation or another book? Well, did, did, did you hear me uh, call Young Lines to read 13, verse 2? I heard verse, I heard. Two, verse two. Which which book? The book that he read right now. He is thirteen, verse two. He read okay. one, and he read two. Well, he he reads hey, the right. Hey. He reads the he reads the right thing. He has to go forward. Oh, but I, I don't hear no. I'm having a problem hearing things now. I don't know. It seems like somebody plugging old Seal's ears. It remind me, like you remind remind me. Or something. Somebody plugging those ears. I'm not hearing a response back. Now I don't know. Okay. Did you did you want me to read it? Uh, if you can, I didn't if you can hear me, you want me to read it? No, I want the young lion to read you 13 want... verse 2. Okay, come on, young lion. Let's see if we can be heard. All right. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, picking up at verse number 2. Verse 2 reads. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat in great authority. Now, what that supposed to mean? Now, look at that. Now, look at what we got there. That's why I said we never know where we're going. So now you read verse 2. And can you read again? Look slow there, young lion. Because I mean, I heard that what you said. But remember, we're not trying to feed our flesh. According to the WCC, World Council of Churches, is over 900,000 strong on the international side. And the question is to the seer, how many is pro voices over to his life? And I said, out of 900,000 plus, I said about about eight. I believe I believe we got a good eight. We know the deck is stacked against us on every side, but one thing about it, we know the deck is stacked. But but we also know hey Elder, but we also know when that was said to in first Samuel seventeen, Elder, Mr. Till, we also said that was said it was all stacked. No doubt about it. But we clear 
when odds is against you, elder. It's something in this Bible that we can read in the 17th chapter, elder, that we have to make sure we can always read back and grab in the 17th chapter, verse number 45. What it says, elder, first Samuel. Chapter 17, verse 45. What is the hell? The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17, uh, looking at verse 45. It said, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of Yahweh of hosts, the Yahweh of the armies of Israel. And thou hast defiled. Mm. Hell, although the world got the spears, they got the sword, but what did David say he had to deal with the great big giant? With what was David working with that we can read in verse forty-five? He had the name of Yahweh, and the other guy had all the Come power. On, Come on, young lion. What was David working with? So we know what the world was working with, a sword and a spear. So what were those David working with? The name of Yahweh. So David said, yeah, we know you got you got everything to work with. You got ways of doing a lot of things. But one thing we we working with is what again, young lion? Yahweh. Y-H-W-A. Uh, so, Elder, and by knowing all that, look what David says that's going to happen. If we say in the name of the four letters Y-H-W-A, look what we're going to be able to accomplish according to verse 46. Um, the same chapter in verse 46. It says, To this day, Yahweh deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know there is a Yahweh in Israel. Hmm. Yahweh and where? Yahweh where? In Israel. Uh-huh. So David said, we know that the tables are stacked against you. Everything is going in your favor, world. But one thing we know, that in the name of Yahweh, when it's all said, what are we going to do according to verse 46, Elder? What are we going to do? And, and, and don't be slow, y'all lying to get in there. What we what what are we gonna do in forty six? Although they got everything to work with. But what is when it's all said and done, what are we gonna do according to verse forty six? Come on, Hill. Well, we will know first of all that there is a Yaqua. Yeah, and what are we gonna do? When it's all said and done. According to verse 46. He will deliver you into his hand. And no, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? 
Yeah, according to verse 46. What are we going to do? Come on, y'all lying. What are we going to do? We're going to smite you and take your head from you. And give, your, <laughs> and give the carcass of your host to the, to the Philistines. Right. So, so we already clear with the, the with this thing right here. We know already know the end of this thing. But God has got all the power, all the things you know we can do to people. You can make them look bad. You can call them a copy. You can have them sit on their own identification, doing all kind of crazy things. But we know one thing. When it's all said and done, what are we going to do? A young line, what are we going to do when it's all said and done, according to First 46? We're going to smite you and take your head from you and give your conscience <laughs> of the hope. Can see read that verse again? And we read the whole verse. Read that verse again. Give a stable right. understanding of that. See who's going to do the smiting. Same, chapter 17, verse 45. This day will the Yahweh deliver you into my hand, and we will smite you and take your head from you, and we'll give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day into the fowls of the air, into the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a Yahweh in Israel. Mm-hmm. And that's where it is. And I will smite thee. That's right. So we know so we know when it's all said and done how this thing unfolds. So let's go back to Revelation chapter 13, verse 3 now, young line. So we're going so well for a reason. Now, we, now, I know it's simply going one way, but we're going to come back around and going to make it plain. It's just certain things you got to take care of along the way, and we'll show you how deception is set up before your eyes and how to catch deception and how to correct it. Look at Revelation 13, verse 3. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse number 3. Verse 3 reads, And I saw one of his heads, and it was wounded to death. And his daily wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. Oh. See, his daily wound got healed. He said this, this man's deadly wound got healed. It's healed now. So this man was going to lose power, but he was going to gain power. So right now, what do you think this man at right now? He said this man was going to lose the power, but now he, now he don't got to Now he healed now. He all good now. So when did he lose the power, and when did he gain the power? See? You might take care of that right now. But let's go down to verse 4 down to verse number 8. Listen good to four, verse 8. So he found out this man was going to be absent of power. But he's going to regain power. Huh? When was he, this man we're talking about, when was he absent from power? And when did he gain the power? 
because his deadly wounds have been healed. Mm-hmm. Go down to verse 8. Listen good. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 4, down to verse 8. Verse 4 reads, And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy. And power was given unto him to continue 42 months. Verse 6. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against Yahweh to blasphemy his name and his temple and them that dwell in heaven. Verse 7, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindred, tongues, and nations. Verse 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb land from the foundation of the world. That's big job right there. Uh, that's big job. Now, we, let's, let's go backwards on it. Read verse 8. Let's see who want to deal with this verse 8. That, that, that's big job. Remember, John is writing 117 to 1941 and 41. John is writing here out. What John is writing is the time now, the closing of this thing. Look what John was told to write in 13, verse 8. John wrote this. He didn't know what he was writing, but he wrote this in 13, verse 8. And this is what he said. We'll go backwards on this, but we couldn't go forward or backwards. It don't make no never mind for the six and count. But look what he says in 13, verse 8. What he said in 13, verse 8. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse number 8, verse 8 reads, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. He's all going to worship him, but your name is not written in the book of life. He says, so by worshiping him, you know what? Your name would not be in the book of life, and, and that's what you want to get in the book of life, right? He says, if you worship him that was set up by the dragon, you worship this man that was set up by the dragon, he's saying your name is not written in the book of life. Now look at that. So you have to examine yourself. Are you worshiping him, this man? Because if you are, your name is not written in the book of life. Now, Elder going to precept that, Mr. Tills, Israel going to precept that, and find out about this book of life by going to Malachi 3, 16 to 18. Now, the Elder going to run it down so you be edified. Now, he said, if you worship in him, be of a charity 
you will not be in the book of life. All right? Now, we're going to precept that verse 8 to Malachi 3, 16 to 18. Hey, yo, Mr. Tia, what that say that we can read in Malachi 3, 16 down to verse 18? Let's precept that verse 8. Come on. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, reading verses 16 to verse number 18. 16 says, Then they that feared the Yahweh spake often one to another, and the Yahweh hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before them that feared the Yahweh and that thought upon his name. 17, And they shall be mine, saith the Yahweh of hosts, and that day when I make up my jewels, I will spare them as man spared his own son that serveth him. 18. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serve Yahweh and him that serves him not. Wait a minute, Yamaha just read in end time prophecy 13 verse 8 you just precept that to 316 to 18 now i want to read three again for the national audience by brother mckay 3 8 and i want you to tie that in what you just got to read in 316 to 18. read that again there young lion this end time prophecy which the young lion is reading Listen what young young lion is reading by the angel is speaking to John in thirteen chapter verse eight. Come on, young lion. The book of Revelation, chapter thirteen, verse eight. Verse eight reads And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He said, all the world going to worship him. going to worship him. And, and he gets power from the beast. And he gets his power from this beast. See? He gets his power from this beast. Now, young man, in the 12th chapter, can, can he gets power from the dragon, I mean. This beast, we found this beast is a man. And this man is getting his power from the dragon, and all that worship this man, he's saying if you worship this man, one more time in, in, in 13 verse 8, what's going to happen again in 13 verse 8? One more time. One more again there, young lion. What about this 13 verse 8? The book of Revelation chapter 13 verse 8, verse 8 reads, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So this Lamb, he said, they not worship this Lamb, this man, he worshiping the dragon. This man or woman is worshiping the dragon. They not worshiping the Lamb. And he said, by not worshiping the Lamb, what he say, uh, El, not break down, if you need to read it again, fine, 316 through 18. Now, this is what he's saying by, 
He tells them fear. To put this in writing, fear, 3, 16 through 18. If you worship this man or woman, because they worship the dragon. They worship the dragon. Now, now, now look at the Roman Catholic Church there. Here, can you break down the dragon? Yeah, we can break down the dragon, but we, we saw clearly that you knew that. Hold that point there. Uh, you know, let's see if we have the, the Catholic Church out of New York out. Who is this, who is this dragon? Uh, let's just back up and help. Can we, can we get a third? Let's run to the 12th chapter of Revelation verse 1 and find out who is this dragon. We ain't too much of stuff that comes on that one hour face. No. We're not talking about that. No. We're going 1, 1, 2, and 3. Let's see if we break down the dragon for the Catholic Church out of New York. Come on. Book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1 reads, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Verse 2. And she being with child cried, travailing, in birth, in pain to be delivered. Verse 3. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. Oh. Well, you might read those, but what, what about? You mean this this red dragon had seven heads and seven, uh, what is Seven what? Seven heads and what? Ten crowns. This great dragon, this great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns. And 
and Ishikar's what, 30, 30 chapter. Can you look at verse number 1 and 29? Let's just let's start breaking it down. Job 30, verse 30, verse 1 and 29. All right, the book of Job, chapter 30, verse 1 and verse 29. The book of Job, chapter 30, verse 1 and verse 29, verse 1 reads, But now they that are younger than I have me in derision, whose father I would have disdained to have set with the dogs of my flock. Verse 29. I am a brother to dragon and a companion to I. Who's saying this? Who's saying that I am a brother to, to dragon? Who's saying that? Who, who talking? What book are we reading this out of? The book of Job. It's the cause boy. What? What is he saying? So what is he saying? So what is Ishikar's boy saying? That he publicizes that he's a what to who? He said he's a brother to dragon and a companion to Al. Hmm. What's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? He said, I am a brother to the dragon. That was Ishikar's boy. Now, Ishikar's boy is Joe, right? So he said this dragon, he's a brother to it. That's what he's saying. Now we got to preach up that. I'm pretty interested in finding what, what's going on here myself, Dan. I'm, I'm pretty interested in this. Let's go to the 20th chapter, verse 14 now, young man. Down to verse 18. Let's see if we find out who he's talking about. He's a brother to the dragon. So we got to go to the heavenly chapter about what is, what's going on here. You know, uh, you know, I don't think the Roman Catholic Church trying to fit those deals up. To, to, so I want to find out now what's going on myself. Let's find out exactly what we're talking about. I'm a bro to the dragon. We're going to Numbers chapter 20, verse 14, down to verse 18. Let's see if we out what's going on here that we can read. What's going on we can read that? And they ought to have me Matthew chapter 2 waiting on me. Matthew 2, have verse 6 waiting on me there, uh, Elder, Mr. Tibbs, Israel. Let's see what's going on and we can read. Okay, we're going to the heavenly chapter, the book of Numbers, chapter 20, verse 14 down to verse 18. Verse 14, and Moses sent messages from Kadesh unto the king of Esau and his five sons. Thus says your brother Israel. You know all the travail that have befallen us. Verse 15. How our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time. And the Egyptians backed us and our fathers. Verse 16. And when we cried unto the Yahweh, he heard our voice and sent an angel and have brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the uttermost of your borders. 
17, let us have, I pray you, through, my, through your country, we will not pass through the field or through the vineyard, neither will we drink of the water of the well. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed your border. Verse 18. And Esau and his five sons said to him, You shall not pass by me, lest I come out against you with the sword. Verse 14, as Moses sent messengers to Kedet, unto the king of Esau and his five sons, thus said thy brother Israel, um, Moses is a, so when Ishakar boy Joe, he's a brother to the dragon, by name, who is just talking about? We know that Moses and Job is talking about this dragon, and this dragon is who, according to 14 to 18. Who is this dragon? Who is this dragon? When I have to fear? Satan the devil. Huh? Satan the devil is the dragon. On that, that old dragon and his father. But he says the dragon is too strong his five sons. But Joe said he's the he's the brother to the dragon. You remember Joe says he's the brother to the dragon? Moses just said in verse 14, he said that, um, just said your brother Israel. So, who is this, um, they talking about? He saw he his brother. Brother. You hear okay. that? Yeah. You hear that? Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. He saw his five sons as the dragon. Don't okay. care. Joe, Joe called it out. Um, I use, for example, Walt's construction. They get the contract, but other men take care of the business. Just like Satan gets the contract, but he got to have other men to take care of the business. So Satan got a contract, of course, the 57, 1 through 11, to deceive Israel, the Israelites, on every means. But he's not going to do it himself. He's going to uh, give a contract out to take care of it. Like Walt and Trump, they give, they'll get the contract and bid on it. Then he'll get in contact with uh, subcontractors to do the job. Is, is that right, Elder? Yeah, it's like asking, who is your boss? Okay, that's right. <laughs> Who's your boss? Are you, are you you gonna use the boss name, or are you gonna tell us the boss name? Uh huh. So what we read here is 
this brother is the one going to be, you remember when the young lions, my family, we'll fresh, we refresh for the national audience. We'll go back to 13 verse 8 again, and we'll, re, we'll, we'll review, because we know sometimes things get away from us, and we have to go back and review it over. So we'll go back to 13 verse 8 again and review 13 verse 8 to you know, get a refresher on what's going on. 13 verse 8, Revelation, end time prophecy said what? The book of Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 13, verse number 8, verse 8 reads, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, lands from the foundation of the world. Oh. So, we know, so we know clearly we're not worshiping. We know clearly our mind, we're not worshiping Satan the devil. We worship some man with a, a teaching. So we more clear we talk about a man or a woman, we're doing this worship too. But we showing you that this man or woman, if you worship it, behind this man or woman is that dragon called Satan the devil that gave a contract to a people to do what he was told to do. That, you know, now, back up to verse 7. Give me 13 verse 7. So we own something now. If you if you if you hold it all tight, you'll be able to catch the picture, and then you say, you know, verse seven, thirteen seven of Revelation. Let's stay on line. Book of Revelation, chapter thirteen, picking up at verse seven. Verse seven reads, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Now, the him was given his power by the red dragon. And he gave him the power to do, to overcome the saints. Now, I'm going to give you this power, but this power is for you to overcome the saints. Is that what we're reading? That's what we're reading. Is that what we're reading? That's what we're reading. Hallelujah. He said, I give it to you. But... You got to use this power the way I want you to, to use, and I want you to overcome the thing with this power. Is that what we Hallelujah. Okay, good. And, uh, Let's start out. Go ahead, El. Go ahead, El. Can I, I'm all can I throw something to go along what? with all this power? And, uh, yeah, well, you are El. But hey, you are here. Okay. Let's let's take that uh, to Second Corinthians four four, and see what uh, the whole Yahweh of this world do. All right. Second Corinthians. We want to read. Uh, we want chapter four, and we want to read verse number four. Oh yeah, well, look at Second Corinthians, chapter four. Verse number four, verse four reads, In whom the Yahweh of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, the light of the glorious covenant of Yahweh the Son, who is the image of Yahweh the Father, should shine unto them all. Hallelujah. Well, 
New York was. So that looked like to me that um, it's putting it right out there like that. If you don't want to believe Yaqua's words, it's so foolish to go into the other realm. That's going to tell you what gate you're going through when we talked about that book where you're going to be measured where you should go in the book of life. You can do the him or you can do the he. And the he is Yaqua. Okay. Uh, well, let me say well, let's just see a get a, let's let's see a piggyback on that elder. Let's see if we piggyback because he gonna he gonna his the power that was given to him if he take it it was to use it against the saints. It, it, that what we read in verse seven. So the red dragon was to give this man or woman power, but they must use it to. To overcome the thing, is, 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 uh, is it still Matthew chapter 4 verse 5 down to verse 9 verse 5 reads then the devil taking him up into the righteous city and seated him on a pinnacle of the temple verse 6 and said unto him if you be the son of Yahweh the father cast yourself down for it is written he shall give his Angels charge concerning you, and in their hand they shall bear you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Verse 7, Yahweh the Son said unto him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Yahweh, your Yahweh. Verse 8, Again, the devil taking him up into a exceeding high mountain, and show him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Verse 9, says unto him, all these things will I give you if you will 
fall down and worship me. So they go to they go to bar they go to bargainship. So he says, "I give you this power, but I wa- I want you to whoop the same." So he that same red dragon came to Yahweh the Son. He told him, "If you worship me," he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Let's show he got power. Because you can't get to a moment of time to your living room to the kitchen. He served all the kingdom, all the kingdom from here, all into eternity. He said, but listen, I give it to you. But you got to do one thing for me. Worship me. Worship me. He said, I give it to you. The red dragon said, I give it to you. But it's a stipulation to it. Fall down and worship me. Is, is that what we read so far, young lion? Hallelujah. What is what we read? Let's go to Luke chapter 4 and pick up at 5 through 7. Let's get a precept on that. He said, I give it to you. But remember, but in return, you must worship me. That's it. He said, Are you going to do that? I give it to you. And that's what we read in end time prophecy. So this man and woman, these organizations, ignore what is in this Bible. And they're going to turn a deaf ear to the truth of this Bible. And they're going to be worshiping the red dragon. And in every turn, they will get all that the eyes can see. You'll be the greatest organization on the planet Earth. Everybody gonna fall down to you, and they gonna call you, and they gonna call you by name. Something gonna call you by name that Yahweh says not to be called by this name, but you gonna go contrary to what Yahweh says. Let's find out what's going on in a minute. Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 5 through 7. Let's see. The book of Luke chapter 4, verse 5 down and verse 7. Verse 5 reads, And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Verse 6. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give you and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, will I will I give it. Verse 7, if you therefore will worship me, all shall be yours. Amen. All will be yours. But, but, but this relation is you got to worship me. And the stipulation is you got to beat up on somebody. To have this power, you must have to beat up on somebody. Let's go back to 13, verse number 7. Let's, let's refresh this back again. He said, all this power you got, but you got to, you got to worship me. That means you have to beat up on somebody. 
Come back to End Time Prophecy 13, verse 7 again. All right, the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse number 7, verse 7 reads, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. Mm. But this, it was given to him, and he's going to make war against the who? Who? Who's going to make war against? The saints. Oh. He's going to make war against the saints. So now, we paint this picture. The red dragon, power was given to him. And in return, he said, those that want my power, this is, this is the red dragon talk, you got to worship me and, and my first duties for you to do is to make war against the saints. Is, is, is that what we read so far? That's what we read. Now we need to find out who these saints is that this man, woman, organization is going to make war against, he said, the saints. We got to, we got to get a biblical definition who is the saints that this red dragon gave power to to make war against the saints. We need a biblical answer according to who the saints of the body is by precept in our Bible to the 50th chapter, verse 5 through 7, of a book called Psalms and 148.14. Then we go on and properly that the elder's microphone is straightened out, WCC, that we get elder in Matthew chapter 2, and let's see if we tie this in. What you reading that young man? We're looking at 50, verse 5 through 7, and 148.14. And then my my will get one forty nine verse one and two, and I think we should be heading to our elder and grand style. Come on. All right. The book of Psalms, chapter fifty, verse five down and verse seven. Verse five reads: Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Verse six. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for Yahweh is good himself, O Israel. And I will testify against you. I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. The book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to the book of Psalms, chapter 147. We're going to be at verse number 14. The book of Psalms, chapter 147, verse 14, read. 48. 148. 148. I mean, 148. We're at 148, verse 14. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near to him. Praise you, Yahweh. 149, 1 and 2. The book of Psalms, chapter 149, verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 1 reads, Praise you, Yahweh, 
thanks to Yahweh Newton, Israel rejoiced in him that made him. Let the children of Yadda Judah be joyful in their king. Hey, Elder, you want to take a shot at that um, 13, verse number, in Revelation 13, 7, we'll take a shot at that and fill in the blank, Elder. Hey, Elder, for the national audience over 900,000 strong, you want to take a shot at that 13, verse number 7, and your line is in the wings. Okay, looking at that 7. Uh, it looks like uh, of this verse, but all the saints, you know, war was going to be made with them, and power was given to him. First of all, it wasn't right to all uh, the people in all uh, different languages in all nations. So this is uh, the workers of Satan and devil trying to deceive the mind of many. We, we, we need some names. We need some names. We need a little more clear picture. And that's 13 verse okay. 7. Yeah, can we can we get get a little more a little more plan for the international side? What's going on okay. in that verse number seven? Inside probably thirteen verse okay. seven. Reading the verse, reading the verse seven it says, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Mm-hmm. Now put that in temporary uh, time today. What's that talk about in temporary time today? Tell it in for the national audience. According to day. Well, you're giving power. Um, well, the wrong people is giving power to overcome. And that's right, especially the saints. And uh, don't make any difference what race or tongue is going to happen in all nations. That almost complies with the release of Satan when it's going to be deception and destruction in all four corners of the earth. On his release. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, young man, you want to take a shot at that young man? Well, it was given unto him to make war against the saints, the Israelites, the children of Israel, and to overcome them, the children of Israel. So who is the? So who is the? Them, and who gave what to who? I need I need three names. Thank I need you. three pieces of paper. Okay. And it was given. I, I need, and it was given. Let me get a case of point. Let me get a case of point. Suppose I ran to the, I ran to the local police station today. I said, them and him went in my pocket. In my pocket, they taken all my belongings. Them and him went in my pocket and took out all my belongings. Oh yeah, I see your pockets missing. All your belongings gone. Now what I go do? Go out looking for the him and them. Uh, can you give me something better than the him and them? I need to know who is the him and who's the them. I need to know something. Well, sure, I see replace, you're missing all your replace the him. Replace the him well, with Satan on. the devil. Oh, okay. But but who's the who's the them? Who's we know the him? Okay, Satan the devil. Who's the them? To now you can go to. Uh, the people, children of Israel, but all kindreds and different tongues. Well, now, according to, according to again, 
if I if I went and said, well, you know, all nations is jumping me. Yeah, okay, I see. I see you got knocks on your head, but can you give me? I need a name on that right there. So the same thing, verse seven. I need to have three names. I, I need I need three names so I can investigate your case. You you told me that him is saying the devil. You told me the saints are children of Israel. So I need to know. I need another name in between them. Huh? Right. It, it, and it was and and it. It was saying the devil was giving it to him, Esau and his five sons, to make war with the saints, the children of Israel, to overcome the children of Israel. Oh, oh, okay. Now, now I, oh, I, oh, oh, so now I got a better picture. So I got a picture. I got a greater picture. Who is doing business with saying the devil? I got who? You know, sometimes you can put the, the carrot out. And everybody, every rabbit ain't gonna grab this carrot, but some gonna grab. So we, so now we know Satan put it out there, and oh, and his five sons grabbed hold to it. But he said that was the stipulation of this Esau, you got to go whoop and make war with who? The saints, the children of Israel. And overcome them, the children of Israel. And overcome them. Now, what is the precept that we can read about that? We're going to the 17th chapter. And we want to read, is that a precept that this has already been laid out? So John is writing the hereafter. So what we just learned that we got... The red dragon that was given power by the mighty one to make war against the children of Israel. And he gave his power, he got to make war against the children of Israel to Esau and his five sons. They is the one would be the baseball bat to make war on the children of Israel. Now, how long? We have to precept the Bible because sometimes we might think as time goes on, it might be a softening of heart somewhere. But we're going to go back and read the prophecy, 17 chapter, and see what it says. So we're going to the 17 chapter, you know what I mean? Or the book of Exodus. We want to go to the 17th chapter, and we want to look at this. How long will this be going on that we can read? So we're going to go back to the 17th chapter of the book of Exodus. So sometimes we feel that as time goes on, that, you know, that record by Sam Cook, a change is going to come, you know? But we have to be able to go into the Bible and look down at Exodus chapter 17. That's what I want. Hallelujah. And that's chapter um, 17. Pick it up at verse um, number uh, 8. 8 down to 16. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Well, no, I don't want to read all of it. I just want to 
it going on. Pick it up at 17, and we'll pick it at verse number 8 and 9. I just want to kind of get it, get something going on. 8 and 9. What's that verse 8 and 9? All right. The book of uh, Exodus, chapter 17, verse 8 and verse number 9. Verse 8 reads, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Verse 9. And Moses said unto Joshua, O Shea, choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of Yahweh in my hand. So we just found out that Amalek and the children of Israel is two separate people. So mm-hmm. now we found out the children of Israel are coming up out of slavery in Egypt. They're heading somewhere. And then they ran into Amalek. And Amalek made war against them. And Moses said, hey, Joshua, get you some men and fight against Amalek. That, that will read. Go fight against Amalek. Then the Almighty says, What? In verse number 16. What he says, No, what what do he say in verse 14 and 16? What do he say if we can read verse 14 and what can we read that young line? The book of Exodus, chapter 14. Verse, I mean, the book of Exodus, chapter 17. The book of Exodus, chapter 17, verse 14 to 16, verse 14 reads. And the Yahweh said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, O Shea. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Verse 16. For he said, because the Yahweh has sworn that the Yahweh will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Well, hey, El, you, you hear that, El? I'm the Yahweh. So, according to Yahweh, he's going to have war, war now. Then we read the word in 13... Verse eight, well, he verse seven, he he used that same he, he used that same word called war against them. Did we hear that same word war? Come back and read it. Make sure we hear that. That that time prophecy that was showing you the now time that is end time prophecy and thirteen. Verse number seven. Read thirteen seven again, uh, and y'all, y'all line. Read thirteen verse seven. The Book of Revelation, chapter thirteen, verse number seven, verse seven. Read, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Matter of fact, the Book of Revelation, chapter thirteen, verse seven, and Satan the devil was given unto Esau and his five sons to make war with the saints, the children of Israel, to overcome them, the children of Israel. And power was given him, Esau and his five sons, over all kindred and tongues and nations. 
And that was only to fulfill prophecy according to the 17th chapter, verse 14 and 16. One more time in 14 and 16 again. Exodus 17, 14, and 16. The book of Exodus, chapter 17, verse 14 and verse 16. Verse 14 reads, For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Verse 16. For he said, because the Yahweh has sworn that the Yahweh will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So, when we read 13 verse 7, it makes plain that Amalek will be backed up by who? Satan and devil. And to do what? To make Make war war. with the saints, the children of Israel. On what time? From generation to generation. Are are we in a generation now? Hallelujah. Well, you mean that Bible Bible is telling this Bible is telling that third. Uh, Hallelujah, Elder, Elder Mr. Chill, in a book called Rebecca Chapter 2, can you help us figure out in Rebecca 2, verse 1, 2, and 3? Help those see out in Rebecca, Elder Mr. Chill. We go on to Rebecca Chapter 2, 1, 2, and 3. Rebecca Chapter 2, reading verse 1, 2, and 3. 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me up on the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Two, and the young one answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run and read. Three, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it may tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Uh-huh. Oh, so Revelation. the seer's job, so the seer's job is to do it. He said, listen, I'm going to stand on my watch, and I'm going to wait till he reprove me. That means he's going to correct my thinking. That sometimes you might be thinking as time goes on that things will, you know, uh, how would that word be? It'll be, it'll be clean like like scales on a fish. No. See, it ain't, according to what we're reading, there ain't going to be no cleaning, no scales on a fish. What he said, I don't care how we look at it, what he said then it remains now. So the seal's job is to bring back to your attention that what was said then, it applies now. That this is a generation to generation, but this to happen. 
huh? This is called, it won't be no cleaning the fish with no scales on where you can rub your hand down and you won't get no bumps along <laughs> the road. It won't be that. It ain't going to happen according to what you read. So it says to stand on your on your watch. I mean, get on your watch here. I'm going to come talk to you, and I'm going to tell you that how this thing going to be. Now, when I reprove you and correct your mind, says that I don't care how good it looks, what I said, that's how it's going to be. So he, and then Jeremiah got a shot in that. He told Jeremiah in 31, verse 1 and 26, L. Now, L, Mr. King of Israel, he told Jeremiah something in the 31st chapter of Jeremiah, verse 1 and 26. What did he say that we can read? In the book of Jeremiah, verse number 1 and 36, I think you said? 26. In verse number 26, 1 and 26. 1. At the same time, saith the Yahweh, will I be the Yahweh of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Verse number 26 says, Upon this I awake and beheld my sleep was sweet unto me. I just stop somebody else from speaking. Something you have to know to make your your sleep is sweet. What what do we got to know to make your sweet sweet? Hmm? What we got to know for you to make sure to make your sleep be sweet? What? Esther, chapter 1, verse 13. What does it say, young man? Esther, chapter 1, verse 13. Going over to the book of Esther. We're going to pick it up at chapter 1, and we're going to read verse number 13. Going over to the book of Esther, chapter 1, verse 13, verse 13 reads. Then the king said to the wise men Which knew the time For so was the king's manner Towards all that knew law and judge Ah! So to make your your sleep sweet What do we have to know? The law And judgment Law and judgment According to 113. What do we got to know? According to 113. Got to know the law. Who have to go see out? What do we have to know according to 113? Got to know the law. I can't hear the judgment. Got to know the law and the judgment. That's right. So it, it, and it starts with who according to, we just got to read out of Becca. It starts with who? We just got to read in the Becca. Who, who have to know this to pass it on? Well, okay, we'll get a precept on it. 
Uh, back up here to 3.15 and 16. Who have the Exodus 3.15 and 16? Let's get a precept for the national audience over 900,000 strong. Let's get a precept. Who's supposed to know what we're talking about? Let's get a precept because now the WCC just said, Sir, I'm cutting off the young line because you didn't have to bring that out like that. He's through talking for tonight. So the young line is through talking for tonight, yo. So we got to take it on in. He is M-U-T-E for the nice lesson. The young line. So Elder Mr. Tibbs, it seems like it's just me and you in the national audience, because we know um, uh, Sister B.S.J. Israel, she said, I ain't ready yet. I ain't ready to get in that microphone yet, but I'm, yeah, I'm getting close. I ain't ready to get in that microphone yet. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough, tough. It's tough getting in that microphone. But you got to bring it. No doubt about it. Can't be doubting. Let's see, let's see what the protocol is, Elder. Exodus 3, 15, and 16 says what? Exodus chapter 3, 15, and 16. 15 mm-hmm. says, And Yahweh said, Moreover, unto Moses, Thus saith thou, say unto the children of Israel, The Yahweh of your fathers, the Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Jacob, Israel is the name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Yahweh of your fathers, the Yahweh of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you, and even that which is done unto you and Egypt. Mm -hmm. So we found out that when he came to the seer, that's his protocol. His protocol is to come to the seer and to make sure he got it down pat. And according to 3, 15, and 16, the seer got to go to the elders. And the elders got to make sure they got it pat. And the elders got to take it to the teachers and so on and so on. And they get it to the families, the fathers, the mothers, the children. So the seer's job is to offer. To forewarn you that Yahweh don't change. If he tell you how it's going to be that on the left side of the book and said this will be a war from generation of generation. So if you think you can reform those that Yahweh said will be a war from generation to generation, then you're fooling yourself and anybody come in contact with you. Because it ain't going to happen according to Yahweh. So he said that they were given power the day of Esau and his five sons to make war against the children of Israel, to make war against them. And the war was to last from generation to generation. Hey, Elder, is that what we're reading, Elder? That's what we're reading. That's what we're reading. So now we're going to precept that back to another fear. In the seventh chapter, verse eighteen, again, and twenty-five. Go, go. There's a timeline on everything. That's why you got to make sure you're in the right ministry. That you ain't got to be worried about that one I say on that television. 
you be able to go in the Bible and watch this. Matter of fact, hold that point. Put your marker there in a minute. Hold that point, whatever he said, and give me the 16th chapter of Matthew. Give me, I'm telling on Robert, hold on for a minute until we get to the last minute. You know, we want to go to the 16th chapter of Matthew, and Yahweh came in the flesh to do some talking. And look what he said in 16, 1, 2, and 3 of Matthew. Hey, I don't want to take our time to get these last 20 minutes in or so. We'll get these last 20 minutes in. So we go on to Matthew 16, verse 1, 2, and 3. Put that there, uh, Elder, Mr. Till. In the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, one says, The Pharisees also, with the Sadducees, came unto came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Two, he answered them and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. Three, and in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? Hmm. You know what he's saying? You can, you can tell when that was tricking me. You, oh, it must give you know, the, you know when the, the old that off the rise, the old off the getting ready to kick in now. I can tell it must give me the rain. Why, why so, granddaddy? How do you know it's giving me the rain? That old tricking me on start acting up on me now. That old bow back, oh, it must get ready to rain. How do you know? Saint Jean Yahweh say. He said, you can tell when that old tricky knee of yours going to act up. But why you got a problem with the signs of the time? All these signs I'm laying in this Bible, and you still ain't got a clue that Esau the five songs is to make war against the children of Israel from generation to generation. And you still ain't paying that no never mind what he said. Still says maybe this one is gonna do right. Yeah, you might have a couple gonna do right. But as a nation, according to Yahweh, it will be war against the children of Israel and Esau in his five sons from generation to generation. Is that what we're reading here? Yep, that's exactly what we read. See, a lot of preachers don't like that one verse. I started a lot of arguments with that one verse, verse number three. So clear reason. So, but, but he told a lot of things to the seers that he he told the seers a lot of things in Malachi chapter one, verse three and four. Can you help the? Can you help? When he told Malachi to fear, he told Malachi something, Elder. In Malachi chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, he said something that maybe we need to read and take in. Malachi chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. What did he say? In the book of Malachi chapter 3, looking at verses 3 and verse number 4, 3 says, For behold, the Yahweh cometh forth out of his place, and will come down and thread upon the high places of the earth. For and the mountains shall be molded. 
in the back of the book around oh, I'm Malika. Yes, sir. I went back too far. Malachi. Over uh-huh. Malachi chapter one, chapter three. three and four. Malachi one, three and four. Malachi chapter one, verse three and verse one, number four. Ruth says, I hated Esau and laid his mountains to his heritage, waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Four, whereas Edom said, we are improvised and we will return and build the desolate places. Thus says the Yaqua of hosts, they shall build but I will throw down, and they shall call them the borders of wickedness, and the people against them, against whom the Yahweh had indignation forever. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Elder. He not, he not only just said Esau, he said what? In verse 4? Told Melchizedek what? In verse 4? Take your time to read verse 4. Okay, verse 4 says, Whereas Edom said, we are improvised, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith Yahweh of hosts. They shall build, but I will throw down. They shall call them the borders of wickedness. And the people against whom the Yahweh had indignation forever. The who? The who, The who? The borders of wickedness. No, the who, the who, the who. The who. The who. That one I'm lost. Look what it, take your time to look at what it says, the who. Look directly at your Bible where it says, the who. One read verse that again. four. Oh, one okay. verse four. I'm going to read that. I don't see the who. Four says, whereas Edom said, we are improvised, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus says the Yahweh. They shall build, but I will throw down. And they shall call them the borders of wickedness, and the people against whom the Yahweh had indignation forever. So, if that's the verse, it's the people that uh, whom Yahweh will have indignation over. The people. So, who is the people that Yahweh gonna have indignation with? Call it verse three. Who is the people that he gonna have indignation with forever, according to verse three? Okay, people of Esau. So and his heritage. the people, the people of Esau, he gonna have what? He got what? You got uh, indignation against them. You're going to throw it out on them and show them. But, but 
but what but what they that mean by but what it mean? What that mean by the people? What that mean? People is an what expression to whom that he's talking about. It's the people of uh, Esau's heritage. Esau's heritage is the people. Uh, you got what? Oh yeah. Indignation. That is a measurement of uh, discontent, hatred. Follow. Forever. Forever is an understanding statement. Forever. So forever is an understanding statement. So he got an indignation with Esau and his five sons, the peoples of Esau forever. Is is we still living in the ever today? That's correct. Let's go back to the book of Daniel for a minute. Run to the book of Daniel. See, remember one thing. When you've been chosen to teach his word, regardless how it looks, we got to stand on our watch and teach the Bible. Now, you just read that yourself. So we know we end up, we still in the forever. So how do we think today something has led up and the Bible said it's going to be forever? So now we in, we go on to the book of Daniel, Elder, and we want to look at a verse in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, Elder. Because he told, he told um, Daniel to see or something. And we want to read about what did he say to Daniel, the seer, in verse 18 and 25. Can you, can you help those see out um, in Daniel chapter 7, verse number 18? What do 18 say? Okay, just number verse 18 in Daniel 7. You're 18 right. says, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever even forever and ever. So the saints, so Daniel was told that the saints is going to do what? Elder, when they get their hand on it, the next time? Shall possess the kingdom forever. Wow. According to verse 18. According to verse 18, they shall take the kingdom and possess it forever and ever. So once the time. saints get, get a hold, so once the saints get a hold to this kingdom, they ain't gonna be no more. And these saints is according to saints. Uh, who is these saints again? That that one day gonna get the saints in 148:14. One day the saints is gonna get a hold to the kingdom. And who are these saints by name in Psalms 148, verse 14? Who are they by name that one day the saints is going to get a hold to the kingdom? By name in 148, verse 14. Can you give me a name on these saints there? Uh, Elder 148. Book of Psalms, chapter 148, 
looking at verse 14. He also exalts the horn of his people, the phrase of all his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Yahweh. He said, you better praise Yahweh so one day these saints, and they are who? Who are these saints again? Uh, El, according to 114, 148.14. Who are they? The children of, East, the children of Israel that are near unto him. So, that, so one day, the children of Israel will get a hold to the kingdom. See, we've been taught all our life we going up, up and away and be raptured away. See, that's when you, that's when war is made against you to think like that. See, that's war against you. Ain't nobody in the Bible want to go up, up and away. We all knew that one day we'll get our kingdom on earth again. Now look at the Latter Day Saints here. Sierra, you you got the precept that. So we we all going up up and away to heaven. Okay, correct. All right, Latter Day Saints. Read that verse again, there, Elder. Read that again, and and refresh my thoughts in seven eighteen. Refresh my thoughts again. In 718, are we talking about the book of Daniel? Yeah, read the same, yeah, read that same 718 again. And help me out, because the Latter-day Saints stand. Now we're going up, up, and away. So, okay. refresh my, I have taken I'll read that verse Yeah, but just if read that verse again. Daniel. Those, yeah, read for those C again, and refresh those C and thought on what they just said. Because the Latter-day Saints want a precept. To read that 718 one more time, Hill. Okay, let me get the 718. I had made a, uh, a flag or note for that. Uh, that was uh, the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse number 18. And 18 says, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Mm-hmm. So the saints is going to take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. Uh, hey, Elder, the kingdom is not, is the kingdom up, up and away? Where's the kingdom at, Elder? The kingdom of heaven that they're looking for, they won't find up, up and away. The kingdom of heaven is so we, so we So we got to find this kingdom by precept in our Bible. Is that right? So we got to find yeah, our kingdom, well. Elder. So what we got to do, we got to find what this kingdom is. So we, we clear the kingdom is not going to be up, up and away. So we got to go in this Bible. And we got to find our kingdom in the Bible. That's what we want to do. We're going to have to find our kingdom in the Bible. Matter of fact, look at look at what um 
uh, teach the nation of Israel, he said something in 1629, or uh, Acts. He said something that we can read in 1629. He made a statement. Because he asked the same question, but he got it out. See, that's why I say it's good to ask questions when you got proper leadership around you. So a question was asked about the same thing, Elder. And one verse six down to verse nine. And let's see what the response was that we can read. Acts chapter one. Yeah, Acts chapter one, verse six through nine. Okay, Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through verse number 9. 6 says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Yahweh, would thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? 7. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times of this season, which is the Father had put in his own power. Eight, but ye shall receive the power after that the righteous spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria, and upon the uttermost part of the earth. So they asked the question, at this time, it was in Peter's day two thousand years ago, he said, Are you going Restore the kingdom again to Israel. Now Israel ain't never been, ain't never been up, up and away at it. Have the twelve tribes of Israel at any time been up, up and away? <laughs> uh, I had to kind of laugh at that. Um, no, that means they haven't been doing good book. That means they ain't at no time. The king of the children of Israel, the twelve tribes, been up, up and away. So Peter asked the question: Are you going to restore the kingdom again back to Israel? Is that what we're reading? Oh, we got quite. That's it. So that kingdom must once upon a time ago was where elder. Let's see. Let's see when you precept your Bible, you found what kingdom they acted for and Deuteronomy 11, 21. That's why we must come and pray our people from this foolishness that think you're going to be raptured from here. you going up, up, and away. Peter looked in eyeball to eyeball and said, will you at this time restore the kingdom back to Israel again. You know the children of Israel have never been up, up, and away. So that means you've been taught foolishly to think you're going to be raptured or leaving here. The kingdom, when you precept your Bible and the 1121 of Deuteronomy will tell us where the kingdom is going to be at, precepting your Bible. We're going to Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 21, and we'll precept our Bible and find out where the kingdom of heaven is going to be at. 
by just precept in your Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 1 and 21. Hey, Mr. Till, what do Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 1 and 21 say? Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse number 1 and 21. One says, Therefore, thou shalt love the Yahweh, the Yahweh, and keep his charge, and his statutes, and his judgments, and his commandments, Torah instructions, always. Verse number 21. 21 says, That your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children, in the land which the Yahweh swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon earth. What? What you, what you read here? The days of heaven where? Upon. Where is the kingdom? Are you going to restore the kingdom back to Israel again? What is Peter asking him to do there? According to verse, 20, verse number 21. They want the kingdom as well. Be the same on uh, earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom is here. This it's is here. the kingdom you want to store back to you again here. Where you at right now, Mr. Bad Teaching Preacher? Kingdom, he's talking about restoring back to the children of Israel, the people of the book. It's not up, up in a way. It's no such thing that you leave it here. You was created to be here forever, ever, 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 either in the land or in the fire. So if you're in a ministry, they're teaching you you leaving here, get out of that ministry. That's wrong. The kingdom on earth. Now, are you going to restore the kingdom to us, children of Israel on earth? Read that verse again, 21. Deuteronomy 11.21, one more time, Hill. Uh, Deuteronomy 11.21, 21 says, That your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children, in the land which the Yahweh swear unto your fathers, to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. The king is going to be where, Hill, according to that verse 21. Throw you Even up again. Where? Up on the earth. Up on the earth. Up on the earth. Up on the earth. So when we read Mark one fifteen, can we make it plain? If we read Mark one fifteen, can we make it plain by reading Mark one fifteen? In the book of Mark, chapter one, verse number fifteen. 15 says, and saying the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of Yahweh is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. <laughs> what did y'all to do? What did y'all to do? Hey, yo. <laughs> Tell them to do what? Repent. Repent. Get away from all that bad teaching. Repent. Believe the covenant. Get away from all yeah, repent and believe. Believe, believe the covenant. Believe the, the, the covenant. Believe what you read. 
That's what he's telling you to do. Repent. We believe if, if you've been in a ministry, they're telling you going up, up, and away, you have to repent from that. The kingdom's going to be right here on earth. Now we're going to precept that for the latter-day saints in the 30 chapters, 1 through 6, and we'll start bagging it down, and we'll get back on tomorrow. See, remember, if you precept your Bible, you won't be, you won't be, you, you'll know what's going on. You ain't got to watch that one I say. We're going to the 30 chapter 1 through 6. And we start batting it down from there. We're going to 30 chapter it's 1 30. through 6, Deuteronomy. Yeah, 30, 1 through 6. It's called, it's going batting it down here. What it says in Deuteronomy 30, 1 through 6. So the kingdom of heaven is going to be on earth, not up, up in the way. If you're in the teaching and your preacher telling you that you're going to heaven, you ask, what heaven are you talking about? One, we up to the sky, he said, yeah. I'm through paying you tax. I'm through with you, man. You're through, Mrs. I'm through with you. The kingdom is here. You ain't getting no dime on my money. One, two, six, come on. Okay. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, reading verse 1 to 6, one says, It shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessings and the curse which I have set before thee, thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whether Yahweh, thy Yahweh hath driven thee to. And thou shalt return unto Yahweh, thy Yahweh, and thou shalt obey his voice, according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children, with thine heart of mind, and with all thy soul, three, that is, that when the Yahweh, the Yahweh, will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee, and I will return and gather from all the nations whether the Yahweh hath Yahweh has scattered thee. For if any of thine be driven out unto the utmost parts of heaven, from hence will the Yahweh, the Yahweh, gather thee, and from hence will he fetch thee. Five, and the Yahweh, the Yahweh, shall bring thee into the land which thy fathers possess, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. Six, and the Yahweh, the Yahweh, will circumcise thine heart of mine and the heart of thy seed to the Yahweh, the Yahweh, with all thine heart and with all thine soul, that thou mayest live. Uh, so he will restore the kingdom of heaven. Where well, he is, so he said, now, if you get the nine right, I'm going to restore the kingdom of heaven if you be driven out to the utmost part of the earth. I'm going to restore the kingdom of heaven to you again. And where is that again? Deuteronomy 11, verse 21. Where is this heaven that you want to be restored back to you again? Deuteronomy 11, 21. Come on, Deuteronomy chapter 11. Verse number 21, it says that in your days may be multiplied in the days of your children in the land which Yahweh swear unto your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. <laughs> Daniel 7.25, and a close statement, El. Give me Daniel 7.25. So you see, if you're in a ministry and they untold you, that you got, you gonna leave here. You going up, up and away. 
you tell that pastor, you're not getting another dime of my money, and you're not getting my auntie's money no more. You ain't getting a dime of my auntie's money no more. I'm not taking no check and give it and give it to no preacher telling me I'm gonna be leaving here and the kingdom gonna be right here. I ain't doing it no more. I'm not helping you to destroy my family. No more. Got it? Good. 725 in a closing statement at Elder. Down your 725. Listen to this. In the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse number 25, it says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Think to change times and laws or Torah instructions, and they shall be given unto his hands until a time and times the dividing of time. He said he's going to weigh out the children of Israel. He's weighing you out now. But it's given to your hand, but his time is up. It's up when you stop believing that folly you've been hearing all your life. That's when his time is up. Now, I'm going to give it to him until you come back to this book. If a preacher teaching you that you leaving here, going up, up in the way in a rapture, you cut off of my money, and I ain't giving you another dime of my auntie's money no more. I ain't taking no more checks. Give it to no man. Tell him the day. How did the Lord God and Jesus on Sunday? I ain't going to do it no more. Hey, Elder, I might have closed the statement on that, Elder. Take your time. It's all yours to broadcast over. Take your time. Come on. Well, once again, Yahweh bless uh, Israel. And bless the people that came to hear the words of Yahweh. Bless the mothers, the children, uh, the young lions. And also, the statements that we said from the Bible, remember that the kingdom of heaven is here on earth. And that brings me to a verse in Matthew, chapter 6, verse number 10. Thy kingdom to come, thou shalt be done on earth, in earth, as it is in heaven. You know that kingdom of uh, heaven is here on earth, so hallelujah, Yahweh. All wisdom comes from Yahweh and is with him forever. All wisdom comes from Yahweh and is with him forever. There is one wise and greatly to be revered. Yahweh sitting upon his throne. The reverence of Yahweh makes a glad heart. It gives joy and gladness and a long life. It shall go well to the end for he who reveres Yahuwah, and he shall find favor in the day of his death. To revere Yahuwah is fullness of wisdom that fills men with her fruits. The root of wisdom is to revere Yahuwah, the branches thereof All wisdom comes from Yahweh and is with him. 
him forever. All wisdom comes from Yahuwah and is with him forever. There is one wise and greatly to be revered, Yahuwah, sitting upon his throne. The reverence of Yahuwah makes a glad heart and gives joy and gladness and a long life. It shall go well to the end for he who reveres Yahuwah, and he shall find favor in the day of his death. To revere Yahuwah is fullness of wisdom that fills men with her fruits. The root of wisdom is to revere Yahuwah, and the branches thereof are long life. But the reverence of Yahuwah with her core, and do not come to him with a double mind. Do not be a hypocrite in the sight of men, and take heed what you speak. Do not come truth to the reverence of Yahuwah, but your heart is full of deceit. All wisdom comes from Yahuwah, and is with him forever. All wisdom comes from Yahuwah, and is with him forever. There is one wise and greatly to be revered, Yahuwah, sitting upon his throne. The reverence of Yahuwah makes a glad heart and gives joy and gladness and a long life. It shall go well to the end for he who reveres Yahuwah, and he shall find favor in the day of his death. To revere Yahweh.